0: Thanks for tuning in to Lighthouse 805 Podcast. We hope you enjoy our next installment of Brew. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How, how does it feel? We're, we're kind of out of summer, but in Ventura, summer ends kind of in February. So how is, how is midsummer going for you guys? Going pretty good? Nice? Humid? Over it? Well, thanks for coming today, and thanks for listening online. We're like right in the middle of the Brew sermon series and we're following, we're really just tracking the coffee bean all the way through, from farm to cup. So it, it's this, this great concept, and I, I love that we are comparing ourselves to the, whole, the coffee bean, the whole journey. And if you've been with us the whole time, awesome. If you haven't, check out the podcast. You can catch up on it. But we're at the process right now. The coffee bean has been roasted. It's been readied. It's, it's all set. But... Unfortunately, a coffee bean with water is useless. It, when, it's, when it's whole and unbroken and unshattered and unground, it it's literally can make murky water. Have you ever tried making coffee with just whole coffee beans? Like you throw in the coffee beans into a pile of water and just hope for the best? Like it doesn't really work. Um, true story, we are laughing this morning. Uh, we ordered coffee uh, at one point. Uh, Nikia uh, purchased one of those carafes so you can get from an unknown um, coffee shop nearby, <laughs> Starbucks, <clears throat> what? And they, they made the coffee with whole beans. And so it was just murky water with whole beans. And the lady was like, I'm so sorry. We just forgot to grind it. It's like, what? <laughs> That's like a huge step. And likewise with a believer, it's huge that when, when we're whole, and we're saved, and we're a believer, if we just go, and everything's great, and fine, and dandy, there's something that happens, and I I hate to say it this way, but we're almost useless, because we don't have that ability to fully trust in God through situations that are rough, and see, when God allows us to be broken in certain areas in our lives where it's painful, it's frustrating, we go through these situations, we're like, how can I endure this, and God's like, I am teaching you to trust in me, and it's these moments in crushing that we start pulling closer to God and we understand what true joy is and true trust is and true everything in, the, in our relation with God. And, and it's preparation for the rest of our life as we live in the kingdom on this earth. Today's message... Uh, it's, it's kind of like the painful part of the series. It's, it's the swinging point. It's, it's all nice. We've been in the hands of the farmer, like the coffee bean. It sits there, and the farmer plucks us from the plant. We talked about that this first week, and he gently carries us and, and all this stuff. But now it's a part where he, we're out of his hands. He sets us into a situation where the full coffee bean goes in, and it's being ground up to be used. And it's like, oh, those, those are the heart parts in, in life but have you ever ever made it through a crushing moment in life and it's years later and you look back and you're like, that was the moment that I learned what it means to truly get on my knees and pray. That's that's the moment I learned how to worship my God. And looking back, you're like, it was painful, but I got this out of it. But in it, you're like, where will this end? This is so bad. Whole beans have to be ground up before any sip of coffee can happen. Likewise, the, the kind of tagline for the sermon series, and maybe write this down it's the process that leads to purpose. See, so it's the process sometimes we have to go through that really leads us to a purpose in our lives. See, so it's this process that, that God allows things to happen so that we can fully trust in Him and understand these, these aspects. So, number one, what fuels me through the grinding? What enables me to keep my faith strong? What enables me to have this this desire to keep pressing through? What's what's the fuel source I have when life feels like it's just grinding on me? Mark 14, let's let's look at how Jesus handled it when he felt like he was going through a similar situation. Mark 14, 32 says this. They came to an area called Gethsemane. Jesus told his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him. He plunged into a sinkhole of dreadful agony. That's that's like the worst. (laughs) It's like, oh, Jesus was in a a sinkhole of dreadful agony. He told them, I feel bad enough right now to die. Now this is is Jesus talking, the one who brings us hope and joy and comfort. (laughs) I feel bad enough, I kind of want to die. Stay here and keep vigil with me. Going a little ahead, he fell to the ground and prayed for a way out. Papa, father, you can, can't you? Get me out of this. Take this cup away from me, but please, not what I want. What do you want? See, Jesus had this fuel source to keep himself going. He had these things There were laid out in the scripture that a lot of times we can think this is detrimental to our faith, but in actuality, it's a fuel source to our faith. And we have to understand God is in control, even at the worst moments in life. So what's, what's, a, what's a fuel source here? A, fear. Do you know fear is a fuel source for our faith? So the opposite of faith isn't, isn't Fear. If we have fear, it's not like our faith is stripped away and, and we lose faith in God. Fear is actually a catalyst to push us towards God. See, when we're afraid and it's like, oh, I, I don't know what's going to happen and I'm unsure and, and all these things are scary, it's, you can use that as a fuel source. God, I'm afraid right now. I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it through on this one. God, I, I am plunged into fear and I don't know what's going to happen. Jesus Reading the scripture, it looked like Jesus was afraid also. He, it sounds almost like he's scared in this moment. Rightful so because he's God of the universe and he knows what's going to happen. And he's like, God, can you take this away? Or, I mean, whatever your will is right now. He has this fear, but his fear turned to faith. It turned to Prayer. And I want to challenge you in times when you feel the most afraid, the most scared, uses a fuel source and not a, a blockage or a barrier to repel you from what God is speaking to you. Fear is supposed to be a faith-digging-in moment. And then the, the next one, doubt. Listen, Papa, Father, you can, can't, can't you? You can get me out of this, right? Right? There's almost this, it's almost like, can you do this? This doubt can sometimes come in our lives of, man, I really want to accomplish this and I have this, this promise and this purpose, I'm going towards it. And doubt almost feels like, oh, I doubt this can happen. But those are the moments. Those are the divine moments when we step up and say, God, I can't do this, but you can. See, this is the fuel source that it it puts us partnered with God to say, only you partnered with me can overcome this. Doubt is supposed to prevent you from trying to do it on your own because you can't do it. You can't make it. You can't. It's only with God, the power of God, to get us forward. Doubt is a fuel source. And then see, how many times... how many times do we think this is really holding us back? Questioning. Is it wrong to question God if it's going to all be okay? Is it wrong to question God and say, God, is this even going to happen? God, is this, is that, no, it's, it's not wrong. Questioning is huge. Do you know how many times people in the Bible question God? Well, is that really what you're saying, God? God loves those interactions. Because those are the times when he can say, oh, you're asking me questions and I can answer if we don't question God, that means we're trying to answer our own questions and try to reason on our own, and that's not going to work out good. Have you, have you ever tried to accomplish everything on your own and everything falls into perfect in your life? No, it doesn't work very well. See, it's the questioning that presses us into God. That's the fuel source to making it through the grind and the frustrations of life. So don't mistake things and, and try to run away from them. Don't mistake fear, doubt, and questioning as, oh, this is, this is the enemy trying to trip me up. No, no. It's actually what God built in innately in us to fuel us to press in and push past the barriers in life. It's supposed to build our faith in these moments. So if fear, doubt, questioning are the fuels of my faith, what's, what's actually holding us back? So what, what, what are the blockages? What are the barriers? What are the roadblocks of life that are holding us back from going forward? So number two, what's holding me back? What prevents us from refinement? You know, when, when you put in the whole coffee beans into the grinder, have you, ever, have you ever put the coffee beans in and then you push the button on it and then nothing happens? Because you forgot to plug it into the wall. There's, there's no power source connected to it. When we're going through seasons of refinement, do we have the full power of God fueling us into the grind moments? Have you ever, <laughs> when, have you ever done a handheld grinder? Those are, uh, my, my mother-in-law has one, and I threw some beans in, and then I start going like this, and the whole beans just fall through. And I was like, what is it even doing? And she's like, I got it out of thr- I don't even know. <laughs> like, we've never been able to use it. And so I took apart the whole thing, cleaned it, and put it back together. And I realized that the, the grind was actually not connected. There was no grind. It was, it was being put in, and no refinement was happening when I spun it. So sometimes in life, we, could, we can enter into seasons, where are like, this is my refinement season. Everything's great. And there's no tension. There's no turmoil. There's nothing that our faith is pushing us forward to grow with God. We're missing those, those catalytic moments. And it's like we're avoiding those. In, in the story, we, we move on. We continue with, with Jesus sitting here. And there's some roadblocks that he looks at his disciples of missing out on faith opportunities. He came back and found them sound asleep. He said to Peter, Simon... You went to sleep on me. Can't you stick it out with me a single hour? Stay alert, be in prayer, so you don't enter the danger zone without even knowing it. Don't be naive. Part of you is eager, ready for anything in God, but another part is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by a fire. That's a, that's a pretty good imagery. So, what prevents us from refinement? A, quitting. there's there's two two people that you can quit on you can quit on God because you're like I can't even make it out of the season and you can quit on yourself it's like I don't think I can do it and it's like these quitting moments and and I I like to imagine Jesus walking up to to Peter and he's having this conversation but I like to put myself into situations when I have hardships when Jesus like Are you quitting on me? Because I haven't quit on you. And I don't want you to quit on yourself either. This is intentional. It's not that bad things happen to good people. This is intentional. You're being refined in this moment. Don't quit. It's in the moments that we dig deeper in prayer and we start hearing God even more. And B, Jesus says, naive. What prevents us from refinement? Being naive. What does that mean? Not knowing the season we're in and unwilling to pray and ask God to show us what's actually happening. Have you ever entered in a season and just naively stayed in that season for like way longer than you should have because you haven't asked God why you're in that season? Personal experience. Yes, I have when God places purpose on our hearts, the greatest insults we can give God is to not prepare, practice, and pray while we're there. See, those seasons are refinement moments. Those seasons are preparation moments. Those seasons are David in the field moments. Can you imagine if David was in the field and all the sheep were coming and all, you know, the lion and the bear were attacking and he's like, "Uh oh I'm just gonna run inside because I'm kind of scared. No, he, he, practiced in that season with a sling to kill these big monsters. I don't know why I said monsters. They're, they're the lions. He, he was in a practice season, and he realized it. And so many times we're in these practice seasons, and we don't realize it. And God's like, I need you to catch this, because I can't take you to the next one unless you get this I don't want you to be a whole bean sitting in murky water. I need you to be ground down so I can use you to create a perfect cup of coffee because it's growing the kingdom. We need to understand we are in a practice season right now, a season of refinement. And see, comfortable. What prevents us from being refined? Comfort? What? Have have you ever been... Have you ever gotten to the point where your, your season of refinement and a season of like frustrations and just feeling like you're being ground on has just gone far too long and you just realize, you know what? I think I'm just gonna learn to become comfortable in my situation because it doesn't look like it's changing anytime soon. And then Jesus addresses it to Peter who I like to put myself in his shoes and he says, part of, part of you is eager and ready for anything in God but another part is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. I don't know if you caught it. That is an insult. (laughs) Sometimes God is looking at us as like this double image, and he's like, I see the part of you that's so excited and ready for this season, and I see the other part that's taking a nap, and I need them to come together and wake up. And it's like, we'll stay here as long as you want, but it kind of hurts me to watch you in this season. There's these moments where God's saying, why are you so comfortable in your agony? Why don't you just want to press in? I'm ready, I'm waiting, I'm on standby. And it's these moments that we, we need to go past our comfort zone. My wife, I was sharing the message with my wife and she's like, she said, sometimes people, we can get into comfort because it's better being comfortable with our misery than facing the unknown. There's this like, well what if what if it gets what if it gets worse? What if what if instead of my one stub toe, I get two stub toes? And we can start thinking about all these other things of the unknowns, and God's like, Well, what if it gets better? And we're unwilling to press forward because it's like, well, it could get worse. Well, yeah, it could get better. Why don't you just try? why don't you just press into God and move past your comfort zones? So number three, when my process becomes purpose. See, there's this moment where it's like just between us and God and we're dealing with it internally and we're struggling through stuff and it just feels like our life's in a grinder and it's just like, and going for it. And all of a sudden, something happens and it turns from this coffee bean grinder into a cup of coffee there's this moment of transition of this process and it kicks over to purpose where everything is going on and then we move into this purpose and it's really interesting it it goes in the scripture check this out he then went back and prayed the same prayer returning he again found them sound asleep they simply couldn't keep their eyes open and they didn't have a plausible excuse now, I'm going to continue on the scripture, but something to take note of that I think is kind of interesting, and I think it's kind of hilarious. They didn't have a plausible excuse is what the author wrote, which means they were giving excuses, but they were silly and ridiculous. Have you ever been in that situation where you're trying to tell God, well, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do this because blah, blah, Like, the disciples who walked with Jesus We've all been there. It's like, God, I just, I couldn't because, you know, I was there. Uh, and she's and like, that's not even a plausible excuse. That's not, that's not even good. Like, have you ever, uh, you know, we have a couple teachers in the room, and I don't know what grades you guys taught, but have you ever had the kids where they give the excuse, oh, I just, my, my homework, um, it, it didn't come in because you see um, the alien spaceship came, and then, and it's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you were lazy. That's what happened. So going back, 41, he came back a third time and said, are you going to sleep all night? No, you've slept long enough. Time's up. The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's get going. My betrayer has arrived. See, there's this moment when we're in refinement, we're in the season of God's working on us, and it kicks over really fast. A is suddenly Sonny, there's this moment of refinement turning into purpose, and it's really easy to miss. It's like, for the most part, I've been there, I've, I've felt that, where you're, you're in this refinement moment, and it kicks over, and it ends, and you kind of have one of two options. One is like, yes, praise God, it's over. I'm going back to everything <laughs> before I had the season, and God's like, what? I brought you out of the season for your next season not for the season previous. I don't want you going back in life. I don't want you going back in your faith. I don't want you going back to where you came from. It's moving forward. I have been preparing you for what your purpose is in this next season. And it's so funny because it's like, it's like God's literally moving us forward. I'm on track. I'm on track. I'm on track. And it's like, oh, I'm out. Whew. Okay, God, let me go back to the beginning of the Disneyland ride and try it again. God's like, you want to go back to your last season? Because the refinement season follows that, and you're going to have to go through the refinement again to get to the future season. And so I don't want to live a life that's looping around. I want to live a life that God is propelling me forward. Suddenly, suddenly there's these moments in life where if we don't recognize that life has turned over and changed, we'll miss the next season. B, get up, get going. Jesus says that, get up, let's get going. When our season ends and and we were in a season of comfort of misery, if you will, it's easy to end that season going, man, I just, I just want some rest now. I just, I don't want to see anyone I want to do. And God's like, uh, I just delivered you from that season. So now you can get up and move forward. The, the key word in the scripture, I don't know if you saw it, get up, let's. Get going. It's not about you on your own trying to move forward in the next season. It's this let's it's Jesus saying, I am partnered with you, I have invested in you, and now we're going forward together to what your next purpose is. And see, see, when my process becomes purpose, See is man in the mirror. Man in the mirror. I have this story I, I found and I wanted to share it. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He ex- explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire where the flames were hottest as to burn away all the impurities. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. Then she thought again about the verse that says, he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver, Malachi 3.3. She asked the sil- silversmith, if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time the silver was being refined? The man answered yes. He not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the entire time it was in the fire. If the silver was left a moment too long in the flames, it was destroyed. So the woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked the silversmith, so how do, you, how do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and answered, oh, that's easy, when I see my image in it. There's this moment when God is refining us and it feels like the fires are heating up, the grinding's happening, and it just won't end. And God is watching us steadily saying, I am watching you, I am watching you to see myself in you. That's what the refinement season's all about. Are we are we almost like a mirror reflecting God everywhere? That's the refinement season. And and I think it it fits the the process of the coffee bean so well. And I, I thought it was kind of interesting because wherever a coffee bean, whatever its origin is, it has a different flavor. It's very unique to that origin. If you had a coffee bean that was grown in Ventura versus Hawaii, you're gonna taste the difference. But it's not until after it's been roasted and ground up do you get to experience the difference. Because whole beans sitting in water here and whole beans sitting in water in, in Hawaii, it's gonna taste the same murky water, but it's not until it's been ground can you taste the origin. Likewise in our lives, when we're broken and and going through moments of hurt in our lives, do we start reflecting the maker? It's like, God, I'm pressing in and I'm going to show you to everyone. I'm going to show you in every action I do, everything I say, everything I am, it's going to reflect you. That's these moments. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, minister to us continue speaking to us, continue working on our lives. If, if we're in a moment of refinement and frustration, hurt right now, we're sitting here and we're just trying to keep it together from not crying, I pray that we know that you're in charge, you're in control. Nothing, nothing is outside of your control, God. Minister to us, speak to us, and let's not grow comfortable whatever is going on. But fully know you are in charge. And we are going through a refinement period. Because our purpose is being unlocked. In your mighty name. Amen. Hope you're enjoying this message on Brew. For other episodes or opportunities to give. Or more info about us. Please visit www.lighthouse805.com.